Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 560. And today, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and recap a recent conversation that I had with now one of my private clients, someone that I work with individually inside of our inner circle. And I'm going to explain to you how this whole thing unfolded, but I'm also going to tell you and kind of share with you the advice that I gave him. Now, just to let you guys know, this guy is doing really well. And I think there's one thing we want to take away here during this conversation is that even though you think you're doing really well, you can always do better and not just do more, but you can get a little bit more focused. You can get a little bit more clarity or you can rely on other people to do more in your business. A lot of things that we talk about in the pace method, and you're hearing me talk about that quite a bit lately because it really makes a lot of sense. But what I want to do here on this podcast is I want to share with you the advice that I gave him, someone that's doing $500,000 per month in one brand, by the way, and I believe he's got three, but he's got two main ones. The second one is doing just under $100,000, and I'm going to kind of break down his business for you in a sense and then talk about what I uh, did as far as as far as giving him advice, and the way that this works, just to kind of let you guys know, you guys hear me talk a lot recently about the inner circle or our mastermind. And that's basically the closest that we are to being a partner in a business without actually partnering in the business and grabbing equity. Um, it's where we are able to go in there. I say we, it's myself and my team and anyone else that's in the inner circle. We kind of come together and help each other with all of our resources to really try to take the business to the next level, two exit, three exit, or even quadruple it in sales, but also make it easier to run or do more of what you want to do and less of what you don't want to do. And a lot of times that's what it comes down to when you get to these certain levels. Um, but if you are listening to this, I'm going to throw this right out there. Uh, if you are listening to this and you are at that level where you feel like you're at that ceiling or you're not really sure how you're going to maybe secure your brand off of Amazon, which a lot of our inner circle members are doing right now, that's what we're working on. But if that is you and you're over $350,000 in revenue per year, year, not month, per year. This guy just happens to be crushing it. Uh, but if you are at that level and you wanted to become part of our inner circle where I'm able to meet with you three times a year, my team is able to help you and we're really able to focus on your brand and, uh, and really your direction. If you're interested, you can apply by heading over to TASinnerCircle.com. That's TAS innercircle.com. And you can check that out. Again, this is for only established brands. Um, if you're not at that level, then I would say go through all of the rest of the training, go through pace, see where you're at in your business, see where you can start to focus on improving and, and growing the brand. Um, the amazing seller.com forward slash pace would be a great resource for all of you to go through no matter what stage you're at in this business. All right. So Let's get started. So this call started off, like I said, as a strategy call. That's kind of how I do it with anyone that is applying to be part of our inner circle. We get on a strategy call and then I basically give them an hour for free and I just help them. I basically just go through their business and tell them exactly what I would do at the stage of business that they're at. And uh, from there, then they can decide uh, after we kind of go through everything if they want to become, you know, one of our inner circle members. And, uh, and that's kind of how it works. So this was the conversation that we had. So the first thing that I always ask 
is, okay, what, like, what do you want and what do you want to achieve? Like, and a lot of times I'll hear a whole bunch of different things, right? It's like, well, I, you know, I want to grow my team and I want to launch a hundred more products and I want, you know, it's always a lot of things. And what I've noticed is that's a, that's a common thread, but also that we, what we need to do is really focus on the areas that we can improve the fastest and also the ones that are going to move us in the right direction. So this way here, we're putting all the energy or a lot of the energy into the direction we really want to go. All right. So what we established here, okay, was number one, he has two brands that I'm working with, with him. Okay. One of them is a cash cow meaning that is the one that is bringing in a lot of the cash, all right? Now, the other thing that we discovered is that in the second brand, this one here is more of his true passion project, one that he started after the first one, which if you guys have ever heard me talk about this, you're gonna hear me say it again, is sometimes you have a business that supplies cash to allow you to do the thing that you really wanna do right? It's just part of the process. You learn through building the cash cow, but you're also then feeding that business to continue, uh, to continually grow it. So it can continually feed you and your, and your business and your family or whatever. Right. But it also allows you to then start this other thing that you've also learned a ton of stuff by building the cash cow. So there's a lot that goes into that. And I see that a lot in successful businesses. It's not necessarily where you are today is where you're going to end up tomorrow, but you learn a ton through this process. All right. So you have a cash cow business, the one that's producing all of the cash. And then the other one is producing cash, not as much, but it's really more of what you want to work on. So that's what I established. Okay. Now the, the cool thing here is this is one big thing that I discovered was, and I always look for like the quickest wins. Like what are the quickest wins? Well, the cash cow brand, the one that's bringing in all the money, it's only on like the international market right now, or mainly the UK, I believe, and not even in the US yet. So, or I take that back. I think, I think they launched a few SKUs in the US, but really didn't put a lot of focus on it. So that's like low hanging fruit, right? Like maybe we should probably focus there a little bit because we already have all of the product. All we have to do now is just get it on the US side and then we have to then go through our marketing as far as like launching it and pay-per-click and that type of stuff. So that's kind of like an easy win. So that was one of my recommendations. Like, okay, let's let's just take over, you know, take this stuff over here, bring it over here and build up the uh, awareness of it and also the search traffic and pay-per-click. Let's, let's do that stuff. And when you're at this level too, by the way, you have a little bit more resources, right, to work with. So it doesn't mean that that person has to do the work. You can actually hire someone to do some of those other those other pieces, right? It might be having someone come in and manage your pay-per-click, right? You might be able to have someone do that. Or maybe you're going to be able to run some Facebook ads to bring awareness to it to run a discount so you can drive sales that way. Or maybe you can pay an influencer more than you normally would have been able to because you have a little bit of extra money in the in the in the business. So this way here we can we can push some of that money over here. That's what I think a lot of people don't understand too is like when you're growing and scaling, it is about taking some of that money and reinvesting it, but also into pushing out in other directions. And then that's how you can grow. But a lot of us, we want to hold on to the money because we, we came from not having a lot of money. And that's, you know, that's a, a, that's a common thread with entrepreneurs is we want to hold on to that money. All right. Now I just want to, again, highlight this. Okay. 
one business may just be the path to pay for the new business or the new brand. I just want you guys to understand that. One business that's working today, not saying kill it at all, but that business might be the ticket to get you to where you want to go eventually. You might not even see it right now. You might not even see that opportunity because it hasn't presented itself yet, but you're building this business. It's, you know, in the process as you're building, to me, it's fun, but then there comes a time that you're like, okay, is this honestly what I want to be doing for the next five years? And if the answer is no, but it's providing money to, to you and your, your families or you know the, the employees that you've hired or whatever, you got to kind of keep that thing going. And then you can ask yourself, do I exit this eventually? And in the meantime, can I take some of that money and build this other thing? So that's kind of where we are with him. He does have the resources to be able to do this. He has already started that second brand. He does have some momentum. So we can build upon that, all right? So now the other thing that I noticed, and it's not that I noticed it, but I asked the right questions. I asked, I said, okay, uh, what do you feel like you're good at and what do you feel like you're not good at? I mean, it's really that simple. You like, you ask these basic questions to yourself and a lot of times you'll answer those questions and they are going to be, Usually the right answer because your mind is going to say, hey, answer this thing, right? So the first thing that he said was, I'm really good at product creation. I mean, the guy has grown two pretty successful businesses, one of them doing 500K per month, another one doing almost 100K a month. The guy's good at creating good products. And these aren't just like a widget that he's going to, these are like these are like good quality. He's figured out the manufacturing. He's, you know, he's got the supply chain. He's got all of that stuff down. Okay. What is he? I want to say bad, but what is he not good at? Let's call it that. Cause bad sounds bad, right? We don't want to be like that. Right. But what isn't he good at? And the first thing he said was marketing. I'm just not a good marketer. And I'm finding that that's a common thread, especially if you launch your business on Amazon you're actually, you're, you're skipping ahead of really being any kind of marketer because what you're doing is you're just seeing what the market is buying and you're going after search traffic because you're going to a search engine for buyers, which is awesome, but you really don't have to figure out marketing. You don't even really have to figure out a hundred percent who your avatar is precisely. You just have to know like what are some search terms that are being that are being searched for and then get in front of those people. So you don't really have to do a lot of marketing. See, I came from marketing in my in my previous businesses that I've built, even going back to brick and mortar, and it's about attention getting marketing. It's not necessarily just about search traffic or, you know, what type of search uh, phrases or SEO or any of that stuff. It, it's different right? So there's different sides of marketing. But in this case, when you're just launching on Amazon, we're just figuring out that one channel or that one style of marketing, which really, I don't even look at it as a lot of marketing or like we have a couple of core things, right? We have a good product. We have a good listing. We know that we need to get a certain number of sales to rank. Once we rank, we can then uh, start to get traffic organically, we can run pay-per-click. Like that's basically it. Like there's not a lot of other things that we need to worry about. When we're talking about marketing, there's a whole bunch more we can do. And then it gets exciting because then we can start to explore and become also uh, better at marketing than our competition. That's where you get that leg up. So it's obvious he's coming to me for that side of it. So he's like, Scott, I've got all this stuff 
and it's doing really good. I know it can do better if I had marketing chops. So I get excited because I'm like, okay, I know a few things about this. I see with what you're selling. I see what we can do. I see that we can create a couple of different angles. Um, so there's all of that stuff that happens once I'm able to see the business as a whole. And sometimes as you're in the business, you don't see all of the different things that you can do outside of just being in the business. So that's why it's really cool to be able to go through these calls. And whether or not someone joins our inner circle, which is really right now, they're, they're held to a small, small group of 10 or less. And the reason why we do that is because we work closely, I say closely, three times a year we get together two days straight, so eight-hour days, we work 100% on your businesses, and then from there, every single month, we, we jump on a Zoom call, and then we check in, and then from there, we also have a Slack group, so it's pretty hands-on, and we, we do roll up our sleeves and get in there, but obviously, it's up to the people uh, that we're helping to go out there and implement what we're saying and suggesting to do, but a lot of times, it's not a whole bunch of stuff. It's just like, let's do this. All right, so the next question then always comes into, okay, so what to do first and why, right? So I'm always looking at like quick wins and low-hanging fruit. And like once we have a brand that's established and that has some momentum, there's a lot of cool things that we can do that can bring in money without a lot of effort, all right? Because we have that momentum. Uh, it's funny, uh, Chris Schaefer and uh, Joel Bauer, like those guys get on a, uh, a call with all of our Inner Circle members the very first the very first week, and they go over numbers. It's a numbers call. And they're looking for little cracks or little, little things that are not shored up. And this way here, we can make sure that you're getting as much profit as you can out of your current business without touching a thing really, right? And they've done that on almost every single time. People walk away and they say, wow, okay, I think I just made back the investment for the inner circle from doing the numbers call, right? And we haven't even done anything really yet. We've just, we just kind of like looked at it differently with a little bit more of a focus on profit, right? And how we can make sure that we're doing things correctly. Or even if we're just looking at a pay-per-click uh, campaign that isn't quite hundred percent fully optimized and you look at what you could be doing versus what you are doing. And then you know that that'll bring in more revenue. So whatever it is, we want to look at those things. So it's low hanging fruit. So in this case, brand number one, the $500,000 cash cow, that one there, we said, well, immediately we got to launch on amazon.com. Perfect. It's easy, right? That's what we're going to do, right? So that's like, Number one, that's what we're going to do. We'll instantly probably be able to see some, uh, some results from that. So that's awesome. Number two, we want to build awareness. We want to get attention through Facebook ads, through a list, through retargeting, um, for brand number one and brand number two. Okay. So it's basically the same strategy. It's just, we're going to be applying them to two different marketplaces, or not marketplaces, two different markets, two different niches or niches, uh, depending on where you come from. Um, so then the other thing that we discussed was finding the right angle. Because when you're doing attention-grabbing marketing or attention-getting marketing, you're not necessarily going after the search, you're going after disruption, really, or the attention or grabbing the attention. So we can do that in a couple of different ways. We can do it with frustrations that people are experiencing and then demonstrating that through a video ad on Facebook, or we can do a coolness factor like, oh, wow, that's neat. Like, that's awesome. I didn't think of that. That's a really cool thing. I'd love to have that. But again, it's targeting 
the right people and then putting in in front of them a common frustration that they would have if your brand allows that or a coolness factor. Now, the thing that we were able to do uh, in through this, just this one 60 minute call is that there's definitely a couple of different angles that we can go. And that's what we're going to start to do is we're going to start to build these, um, these little campaigns that will allow us to grab attention of our ideal customer by using a frustration and a cool, uh, or a coolness as I, as I call it, uh, kind of like video that will demonstrate this. And then that'll grab the attention and then that'll bring them into the brand. And then from there, the minute they bring them into the brand or we bring them in, then we can do all other kinds of things. We can then retarget them because we can pixel the page that they landed on and all of those cool things. Um, but we first have to have like, what are we going to create as an angle, um, for the market? All right. Um, the other thing that we talked about was on Amazon is um, the search keywords. Okay. We want to optimize for these because remember the listing that he has or the listings that he has on Amazon.com, um, those aren't really even being used. He just kind of put them up there and said, I'll get to it when I get to it and never really did. Now what we have to do is we have to make sure that everything is, is, is uh, you know, optimized. We have to make sure that everything is ready to go. So when we start driving traffic there, then we're going to be able to capitalize on that the best way possible. So again, that's what we're going to be doing there. That's again, the first thing we're doing it. Um, and then the other thing is pay-per-click and then building that list. And we'll be doing that. So this way here we can drive traffic over to the new listings. Even though he has a lot of sales, ton of sales in the UK, that doesn't mean that that's going to help us in the US. So we have to basically not start from scratch, but kind of. Um, but we have everything else kind of in place. So that's like what to do first and why, that's it right there. So that was like, it's pretty simple. There's some, there's some key things that we have to work on, we have to figure out, but once we have them, we deploy them and we're off to the races. All right, so the next thing that we discussed was, okay, what next? After we go through these things, now what? Well, let's talk about the passion project, right? And that immediately got him lit up. He's like, yes, okay, let's talk about that, right? So immediately I knew just from talking to him that that there was really important to him. It also is going to make the process of going through and creating content, lead magnets, useful guides, videos, this second brand will work a lot better than the first brand. The first brand is a little bit trickier because it's kind of like selling a bungee cord, right? It's like, okay, um, it's not really something that I feel like we can build a ton of content around, but maybe we can do something for a frustration piece, or maybe we can do something that we can create a different spin on the bungee and how it's being used, like that stuff. But the second brand, there's endless, endless ways that we can basically go out there and create content and, and, and the lead magnets and useful guides and videos and just really, really cool stuff. Then what we can do once we get all of that stuff in place, and we're not going to do a whole bunch. We're just going to find probably to start three to five pieces of content that we can create to get attention. And then what we're going to do is we're going to post it on social media and we're going to drive paid and free traffic to those pieces. All right. 
Here's an important part that I want you guys to take away from this. And I know I'm kind of doing this like a fire hose because um, that's kind of how I work, but we're going to break all this down and chunk it down. So this way here, he can go and deploy all this. But um, then what we do is we want to always have a Facebook pixel on all parts of our website, our landing pages, any place that we are sending traffic, whether it's paid or free, we want to start building a custom audience in Facebook. I want you guys to understand that there's so much power in having one of your potential customers whether they're on Amazon or not, someone that was attracted by a piece of content that you put out. And if you can have them land on a page, they're immediately pixeled if you've put that pixel on the page. And then from there, we can have that custom audience sit there in Facebook and we can use it whenever we want. We can retarget those people with relevant content, new content, promos, any of that stuff. And the other cool thing is, is now we can take that custom audience and say, hey, Facebook, find me more people that look like these people right? And then we can create that lookalike audience. So you can see here just in an hour's time, everything that we discovered by this one call, right? And for me personally, it's so easy to start to identify this stuff because I've done it so much, but this is really what gets me excited. And that's why I decided to create our inner circle to be quite honest with you. And here's the other thing. It's not for everyone, right? It's not for people that are just getting started. And the reason is, is because you still got to get yourself up and running to have some of these pieces in place to give yourself some momentum, to build yourself a mini cash cow where it can feed your business so you can start to explore these other things. If you don't have that revenue coming into the business, you can't do some of these other marketing things. So my recommendation always is, yes, why do we want to start on Amazon? Because it's a pretty easy way to get started with the least amount of resistance, right? Once you get yourself up to where you're doing 20 or $30,000 per month, then we can start to explore some of this other stuff and you have some assets in place now that we can start getting creative with, all right? So I just want you guys to understand that if you're listening to this and it seems like it's way ahead of you, don't let it feel that way. Just understand that you're just at one part of, you know, of the journey and you just have to keep moving. So this way here, you can get to the second part of the journey. Uh, you know, everyone starts at zero, right? And the thing is, is you got to have the right mindset. You got to have the right people that you surround yourself with. You guys have heard me talk about this time and time again, and it's so, so important. So don't skip that, right? Don't skip thinking to yourself that there's a quick and easy way. There's not. You have to get out there. You have to build something. It might take a couple of attempts. And then once you start to get it, understand that the thing that might be working today, that's getting you the results that will allow you to build something to then feed yourself and your family, literally. Um, and then from there, it might also feed that next project, but you're also able to learn. You know, you might be thinking, well, I don't know if this is the right thing yet. Well, if you sit here and just keep thinking about that, nothing will happen. So even if you just do a small little test brand, it's still better than doing nothing because you're getting uh, an education by doing, by taking action, as you guys have heard me say time and time again. So again, I just wanted to share this with you because I know some of you are in this place. Some of you are at the $30,000 a month and you're thinking to yourself, okay, I'm feeling as though I'm relying on Amazon. I want to learn this marketing thing. Scott's been talking about this marketing thing and it's a huge advantage over my competition because everyone else is pretty much just going on Amazon and hoping that they can build a business there. Um, it's really risky. 
so you don't want to do that. And that's why uh, I just wanted to share this with you. These are some things that you could be thinking about as well. And the big thing here is the little nugget here for you. Actually, it's a big nugget is you need to ask yourself questions, right? Okay. So what do you have right now? And what do you want to achieve? Okay. What are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? Okay. What do you do first right now to move you closer to where you want to go? Okay. And why does that make the most sense? So these are, again, you can hear it. It's questions, right? And then the next question is what to do next, right? So you just have to ask yourself these questions and build that timeline, build, you know, build that sequence of events that you can do. Now, it doesn't mean you have to carry them all out, but you still need to plan this stuff and you need to start asking yourself these questions. All right. So hopefully this has been helpful. Again, I just want to do a little recap for you because I think it's important to be able to do these and kind of immediately do it for me because then I don't forget anything because this is kind of fresh. And, um, I just literally wrapped up this call about two or three days ago. So it's really fresh for me. And I am super excited to work with this business owner because we are going to do some amazing things and, um, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, if you are listening to this and you're like, Scott, I haven't heard about this whole, uh, private client group that you have or the inner circle, Um, How do I find out more? It's a great question. If you want to apply to be part of one of our small, intimate inner circle groups, all you have to do is go over to TASinnerCircle.com. Again, that's TASinnerCircle.com. And that's where you'll, you'll see all of the information on that. And really what I'm looking for in a business that I want to personally work with. And really it's about me seeing that you have something that just needs some tweaking or that just needs a little bit more guidance or maybe the marketing muscle behind it. And also uh, one big thing, one big piece of criteria here that I always look at is, is this someone that I genuinely would want to hang out with? And the reason why I say that is because I'm at a point in my life now where I want to only surround myself with people that I genuinely want to spend time with and that I enjoy and that, uh, you know, quite honestly, aren't going to be a pain in the butt, right? And that are going to go out there and uh, and do what we talk about. And uh, that's really what this is about, all right? So if you're interested, if you are um, you know curious, whatever, and you want to see if you are a good fit, you can always head over to TASinnerCircle.com. You'll learn all the details over there. All right, guys, so that's going to wrap this up. The show notes can be found at TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 560 and you'll get all of the show notes which I think you might want to go grab because even the transcripts on this one everything I just went through is exactly what I went through with this successful business owner that we are going to be implementing and you can do the same all right guys so that's it that's going to wrap it up remember as always I'm here for you I believe in you and I am rooting for you but you have to you have to come on say it with me say it loud say it proud take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.